Hello and welcome to the Trigonometry Show, proudly brought to you by Precision Shooter, New Zealand's home for precision rifle shooting. You good to go? Good mate. Got, got a shirt on, got pants on, yeah you seem good. Yeah. We need pants. Hey? We need pants. No. Do any of us actually have pants on? I can tell. Uh, well, I don't know. How would you tell? Got pants on. I mean, I like Graham. He just shows his knee off. But I mean, generally, I guess you've got to assume that everybody on this feed, live or not, actually has pants on. But you wouldn't really know, would you? Uh, no. No. You could be sitting there watching us, going, "Do they actually have pants on?" You wouldn't yeah. know. You wouldn't know. I thought it was normal to assume that nobody did. Well, apparently, south of the Bombay's, it's quite common to have guys with not pants on on these shows. But we generally do up here, I think. But you don't know, do you? Uh, yes so for the guys tuning in early wondering about the no pants show um welcome to it yeah how are you you're good mate good (laughs) so at the moment we've got again because i realize people listen to this with no pictures so i'd have less idea whether we've got pants on so it's kerry here from precision shooter we've got blair from section 22 uh ian sam may be turning up we'll see who pops in as well um but yes so blair what did you, what did you get up to and was there anything on down your way last weekend at all shooting wise yeah we had a quite quite wee weekend went to went to wanaka on on friday for uh, the vortex new zealand mountain challenge yes so uh three three days three separate events basically so the um friday afternoon we do sign on and then they do a thousand yard challenge mm-hmm. um yeah you pay your money and you get your three shots um for the first round and if you get a hit on in, in one of those three rounds and you progress progress to the next round and then um the second round is you got a hit to, to advance on only one round um and so i think out of the i don't know how many shooters there was probably 50 or 60 shooters there would have been probably 20 advanced to the second round and maybe maybe a dozen to the third round. Hmm. And after that, there was three, four, and then two. Yeah. So you just you just kept on one shot, one shot, one shot till you kind of petered down to the final? Yep. So the first, yeah, first round you get three shots and then every round after that was just one shot. And yeah, went went five rounds to find a find a winner. Yep. And, um, for the um in the final, it was um Jacob Greenlaw and Ben May of uh, uh Super 12 rugby fame. And Jacob was shooting I'm talking rugby, mate. I don't I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Jacob was shooting a <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was shooting a seven mil rim mag. And I don't know what Ben was shooting actually. Uh I think it was a six five two eight four. Okay. Yep. And, um, yeah. Jacob missed and Ben hit. So he he took the thousand dollars from Hardy Rifles. I'm just seeing if they mentioned Ben. Well, he was it was he was shooting a Hardy barrel. I'm I'm assuming. I think I think the um, Hardy barrels have been quite well represented in the. Um, in the winners, yeah, uh, a few around. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't mention it doesn't mention what it was chambered in. But if he's no. listening, he may also flick us a message anyway. Yeah, yeah. I um I think it was a six five two eight four something okay. or something similar. Yeah. 
which is interesting not i mean big but not necessarily the the absolute monsters but no, the, uh, yeah, I think the um, the six five two eight four and the six five PRC and six five WSMs are yeah. really well represented over the results on Friday and Saturday. Six five WSM, that's going to be a short action still, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. depending oh. on how long you feed out the um, the projectile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Long enough to only just fit. Yeah. That's right. Side side project, you know, forward planning, and I'm thinking of a yeah, a couple of what, how much, what's the biggest, baddest short action I can possibly build. And I, I I've always wanted a 300 wisdom, but then there is a six five, and there's sevens, and you know, oh, I might keep it simple and just stick with 300 wisdom. So you know, it was um, it was really nice on Friday. We um, we had at at the firing point, we were probably. I, I estimated about two mil of wind, and then as soon as I got down onto into the firing position and looked at the target, realised yep. that it was next to nothing at the target. So I immediately halved it and went down to a mil, and um, I was I was pretty close in the first round and managed to sneak on in the second round. Okay. Yep. And I think I held exactly the same for the for the third, no, the second and third, and um, I, I missed on the third. Um, the third round of, of um, eliminations, I um, had too much on, 0.2 too much on. Okay. Just just dropped off a little bit and I couldn't couldn't pick it up. Yeah. It was just, just light enough and just switchy enough that um, it was a bit hard to detect. But, yeah. Well, I, I think that's the thing. Sometimes people have this, this thought with wind is like once you've got the wind solution, that's it, you're done. You just keep slipping around down there, but it's, yeah, we're not we're not shooting on uh, like even you watch Frank Gully and Sniper side those boys over there where they're shooting these massive winds, yeah. but they're quite consistent. They're in the same direction. There's not a lot of geography going around around to mess them up. So I'm not saying it's e I'm not saying it's easy in any way, but it just seems to be a bit more consistent for them that you can have a tornado going on. But it's like yeah, but we can figure out what that tornado is. But switchy winds, yeah, can be a pain. And uh, where where we were shooting was basically up alongside of a hill and so where, okay. we, were, where we were in the firing point was very exposed and yep. then in a, in a uh, sheltered past a sheltered hill and then uh, then the target was exposed again and last year it was the opposite on on the firing position there was very light wind but at the target it was whistling down through the valley oh okay completely opposite and so yeah it was it was very interesting it was completely opposite last year quite cool Huh. Um, but yeah, last year and the year before, I didn't get any hits on, and I was pretty pleased to get a couple on this year. So cool. Yeah. But uh, and the third on the on the third round, we went down to a oh, might have been a I can't remember if it was an eight or ten inch plate for the ah uh, okay hundred meters. So it was a yep. would have been probably a fifteen inch gong uh, for the first couple of rounds, and they dropped down to a eight or ten inch. Uh, cool. Probably ten. So, yeah. Imagine to make it about MOA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a yeah. Okay, so the target was shrinking as it went on as well. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. two that they they were going to run it through on the bigger target, but there was too many hits, so they um dropped it down to the smaller target on the third round, which was quite cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 
Yeah, well, I guess that that's the thing as well, and it's everyone's shooting the same target, so it's like, you know, it's all, it's all good. So now, I think we've got Sam, who's I think it's Sam, but we don't have a video and no one's making a sound, so it's either that or we're about to get like Zoom meeting bombed, which would be one of the weird meeting bombs. If they'd be like, what the hell? But anyway, um, so probably Sam. I'm imagining Sam. Anyway, maybe he'll say hello at some point. Otherwise, he'll just sit there with the dark he's sitting there in the dark watching us has he got pants on how do we know blair it's dark um so vortex new zealand mountain challenge now that's quinton isn't it yes. quinton and crew but we're gonna i'm gonna respond okay i can say quinton because it's a, he's um i mean I, I haven't been down to one of his shoots but he has been doing them quite a while down there he's one of the early lads doing the shoots is yeah. first the alpine mountain challenge no, hang on. No, no, Alpine um, is the... Alpine... John. Bob, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Bob and John. It's always been... But did it drop the Vortex name or the Vortex involvement one year or something? Uh, maybe. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's but... Always had, it's always had Vortex sponsorship, but maybe it yeah. fell out of the title at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to put it in the poster. Yeah. <laughs> no, quite yet. Been doing it for a while um he didn't start it but it's always been there and then yes he took over so I've, I've only done it this is my third year of doing it so uh um but he yeah, has been doing another three or four years before that i suppose Sam yeah. went, he's, he's done a bunch of them yeah when he when he pops in when he decides to talk to us maybe maybe not yeah what's uh Oh, sorry. I've got I've got message notifications coming on, distracting me from people. This is like Matt's issue of uh, Graham's issue of sending messages to everyone just before he jumps online. Now I've got the same thing. Anyway, um, yeah. So so that's cool. So it was uh, I've always noticed again South Island. There's always more. We were just talking before we went live that the average range seems to be a bit longer down there, which is the same for this one. I mean, it's mountain challenge. It's what yeah. what I think you suggested around 700 meters was the average yeah i reckon six six to 700 is probably a decent average for it there's, yeah, there's a bunch of them at 700 to a thousand so. what was interesting i suppose is that um the winners shooting uh fraser and colin yep yep uh shooting a six mil and a six five yep. and Not any six mil the six gay tiger Yes, sorry. The six. Well, it's what's interesting. It's it's a six GT hybrid, uh, hybrid barrel, or no, it's a hybrid. It's a full hybrid, isn't full it? Hybrid. Yeah. Six GT hybrid and a Hauer fifteen hundred in a KRG and six five Creedmoor. Yep. It's quite a diverse scale of of guns. <laughs> yes, it is. Which is very cool. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, those those lads won the team comp, um, and it, it's. Yeah, I, it's one of those shoots where there were, I'd say, a lot of three three eights. Do Shaytax or anything like that turn up, or is the three three eight sort of as big as it's going to get? I think he limits limits it to three three eight. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, just so, punching holes through targets. Yeah, pretty much. I know. Um, in the earlier years, they had a lot of three three eights and and your big magnums and and like I think a seven mil mag would have been very small. Um, and in, in the early years, um. But you're um, feeling yeah. inadequate with a seven mil rim mag. Yeah, be. yeah. But um, yeah, now there's a lot of guys going smaller. Like, um, so yeah, the two two guys 
won it. He had six mil in the six five Creed. Um, me and my teammate was second uh, with my two sixty, and he shot the six five Wisdom. Yeah. Then Fraser, McKenzie, and Campbell, Ben Campbell, I think his name is, um, the pro golfer from Queenstown. He, um, they were both shooting six five two eight fours, I think. Okay. Yep. Um, and it did lead to an interesting discussion, of course, about uh, hit indicators and seeing hits and seeing misses. And I guess the other the other part of it. Um, oh, sorry, just another notification. That might be Ian trying to get in. I think. I don't know if you can hear me, Ian, but yes, I can. Maybe see you getting in. I thought it was Sam. We've got a dark screen. <clears throat> anyway, we might do some technical support as well. Sorry. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting with that. I guess the other part I thought about that as well is it's not only in regards to the scoring with for your hits, but of course, little, little uh, calibers, cartridges with your misses, if your first round's not on and you don't know where you've missed with your first round, you could have a bit of a predicament with every other shot because you don't yeah. know how to adjust. I mean, if you don't, if you can't see your miss, it's very hard to adjust from that. You're kind of poking in the wind. Yeah, yeah, stage, um, I think it was stage four. It was 800 yards, and um, I'd been on all day. hadn't hadn't been within, uh, hadn't missed within probably four, four or five inches of the target. Like I was, I was on all day, and got to this stage, stage uh, four, 800 yards, and didn't see a thing. Could not see anything. No splash. No nothing. And, yeah. um, and it, then, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And so stupidly, I um, we we moved a little bit left and a little bit right and a little bit up and a little bit down. But what I should have done is moved probably a whole mill down, and okay. um, and there was like a, a decent amount of clear clear area underneath. I should have just put one into the dirt underneath it and tried to try to find where it was going. But we only got five rounds. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, basically. Talking to talking to the um, RO, the spotter afterwards, he said, uh, "If you didn't see where it was going, it was going over top," and everyone was the same. And, right. Yeah, and so I I knew this, and I should have thought about it at the time. After probably firing two shots, I should have just gone. We need to find where it's going and figure it out, put it low. But yeah, so um, so for the mountain challenge, you they've got two targets per range per stage. And you fire three at the bigger one, which probably a 12 or 15 inch plate. And then the next two is on the smaller target. And it's probably know, 10 inch, I suppose. Okay. Again, again, Sam would probably know a bit better. But um, at the longer distances, they're definitely getting kind of small. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And the the other thing, is there a, uh, with the, the mountain challenge, is there a um, solo shoot as well running or is it all teams? Saturday is just teams. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you, you have a shooter spotter team is basically the, the setup on it. Because yep. I saw some photos and I see a lot of guys, some guys carrying a spotter around, but a lot of guys equally just lying next to each other trying to spot through each other's rifles as well. Yep. So Yeah, so um, there was uh, six or seven prone ones and then there were six prones and then there was two standing supported uh one sitting supported and then one sitting not supported okay so yeah ten, yeah six six stages prone and then four um there supported. 
Yeah, then. And so, yep. how are we going, mate? Yeah, all good. We're in. On the uh, on the tripod supported and, and sitting stages, there's heaps of room around to um, get your get your your partner prone so he can he can get down on the rifle, um, keep an eye, do the spotting just through the scope, and then heaps of time to swap over. Yeah, yeah. So we've, so we've done it both ways. We have have both set up on the tripods and ready to go, and then we've done it where you have one tripod and one prone and just swapped over on the fly. There's heaps of time. They have a um, a minute set up time, and then four minutes to shoot ten rounds between you. And I think the most we took for any of the shots, including set up time, was probably three minutes. Mm. So yeah, you've got plenty of time. When you say four minutes between you, you're meaning it's split five each, or you've got a, a you're able to manage it differently, or sometimes it's off, or is it just five shots each? Yeah, or whatever the number is. Yeah, five shots per shooter, ten per team, and you're yep. to get those off. Ian, how'd you go? Yeah, not bad. Not as good as Blair and um, and old mate, but uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty good from Dan and I. We were, I think, we we're one point behind in fourth place from third. Yep. Um. Yeah, good day, you know. Could have shot a little better, not much. It's just the way it is on that bloody mountain challenge. She's after day seems easy and then it gets windy and it gets a little bit tricky. Yeah. <laughs> would you would you think that the bottom half of the hill is generally easier? Um yeah, and I think if you if you started on the top half in the first part of the day, you would have a slight advantage. Yeah. But really, yeah, it's sort of it evens out within reason, you know what I mean? It's it's not, not like unfair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would have thought the same. I um we started on six, so pretty much at the top of the bottom half. Yeah. And, um, it was it was really good for being able to walk down get rid of a whole lot of gear, get rid of your empty shells and, and everything else and ditch some of the stuff out of your pack because it was pretty cold in the morning, so you needed a jacket and whatever else yeah. to start. So it was quite nice to be able to get rid of some of that gear, get some food, and then get back to the top of the hill for the rest of the day. But then the shooting side of it is probably, yeah, you're probably better off starting right at the top and coming all the way down in one go. But mm. it's I, I don't think there's... I don't think you could say that you've won because you started at the top or you lost because you started at the bottom. No, no, no. And you're looking at that, you know, if you look at uh, station three, four, and five, yeah. you know, probably the three are the most difficult stages. Yeah. Um, we came into there, you know, when the wind was up and howling. Yeah. Stations three and four, I cleaned both of those. In that wind, and you know, Dan was only one hit or so behind on each one. Yeah. And we hit the eleven hundred, and shit just went to pieces. And I thought this is going to be easy because we've got we've got the wind sorted, you know. And nah, nah. Doing <laughs> the wind was doing this. Yeah. Just no. Yeah. It, I we we got to the yeah the eleven hundred meter one, the um, stage five, and we watched. Four, four or five teams come off in front of us 
and every single shooter of every single team did something different than the guy that just shot. Like it was, it was crazy. Like um, some guys were holding left one, some were holding right one, uh, some, and it was yeah. And I mean, uh, the, uh, wind, the wind at the at the firing zone was pretty much the same the whole time. Yeah, but at target it was completely different. Yeah, it was right behind you at the firing zone. You had a, a fishtailing tail wind all the yep. way up to the target. Yeah. Because I've even found fishtailing wind is sometimes harder to pick and work with than something that's just like a full value going up and down. Because a fishtail you can have up and down. You can also have a slight enough of a direction change to be pushing left and right, which complicates things as well. Yeah, because the target is up, the target hill is on an angle away from you from left to right as well. So as it hits the hill, it's going across the hill from left to right as well. So that also accelerating across the side of the hill. So yeah. There's all I mean, sorts of Apart from just becoming one with your environment and zenning out on the wind, is it? it's just practice, practice, practice in weird environments and trying to figure it out because it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's all very well. We all kind of go, right, we've got this, you know, get the kestrel up. We've got this wind. We know it's on an angle, so we're going to use a cosine of this. But you can only do that where you are, and then there's all these other factors. I mean, I don't know. Anyone got any tips apart from just doing more of it and just... We pretty much hardly had our kestrels out at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, between Dan and I, we sort of we get a couple of readings during the day, but we're just looking at the wind and going, that's about... 15 mile an hour, full value or or cosine of what angle and just because there's so much wind, it was just about, yeah, we found that wind meter not really super practical. Once you got a base reading, it was just looking at it and taking your best, best go at it, you know? Yeah. You're always either in a sheltered spot or you're shooting into a sheltered spot or you're shooting across an exposed valley. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No matter what way you look at it, it's you're going to be wrong. Yeah. So you've just got to try and put as many factors as you can see here <laughs> to try and figure out what you think it might do. I thought um, the stage three, the 900 meters where you're aiming straight up the hill, that was probably the easiest win to, to call in because it was, it was the most exposed and there was nearly a 90 degree win to us. And so I, I think it was the only stage that actually got my wind meter out and used that, and it was it was bang on. Um, but other than that, I don't think I used my wind, wind meter at all the whole, the yeah. whole day. But yeah, it was fair hussing across the air when we when we shot it. Um, I think we were twenty five k winds across across the air when we were shooting that one. Yeah, that's about some of the readings we were getting at the few spots we took on that longer stuff during the day. It was like around that 25 and then it's just look at everything else and forget that number and just look at everything else yeah <laughs> i um i had i think i had one miss on that because it just died off as, as i was about to shoot and i wasn't paying enough attention just, yeah i was in the zone I was, I was looking at the target not really feeling what was going on around me but that's the trick. You watch so many guys, and once they get behind the rifle, get behind that scope, target fixation kicks in, tunnel vision kicks in, they forget, and you're sitting. It's, this is why I love spotting, because you're sitting there, and all I'm doing, I just tell them, I'm just going to keep on just kind of telling you if I notice any wind changes or anything, and just keep on listening. But especially some guys, you know they've zoned out. They're not even listening to you anymore. They're just, especially if you've 
just like giving a drilling on the fundamentals there's about a million one things going on in their heads they're not paying attention to the wind shifting direction <laughs> and then it does the opposite of a target and they're like what the hell happened it's like did you feel that the wind shifted and they're like oh yeah like, yeah that, that would have been it yeah so. yeah but no it was a it was a good day and it was uh that's no real issues it's really good well, they broke. Um, they, someone broke a target on the uh, sitting sitting um, stage, where it was sitting unsupported, and like there was a bit of a, a rock or a crevice that you could sort of wedge your body into, and you're shooting at 150 meters at a couple of wee targets. Yeah, so it was it was quite cool. Did um, they break it with one of those wee six gay tigers or something? Or yeah, my uh, my teammate shooting the six by wisdom <laughs> got um, scoped in the tooth. It was a really, really awkward point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he didn't. He was. He was pretty glad that it was only two shots. <laughs> Did he get scoped in the first shot? He got shot. Scoped in the first shot. Yeah. Oh. And, um, someone. Someone that went up to get a prize at the end of the day had a uh, massive gash down through. Down through. Oh. I remember that guy. He's a good sport. I'd have just freaking disappeared. I'd have, yeah. I'd have been in the car park. I'd have been about ten k's away driving yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Good this. sport. Yeah, exactly. I'm not getting a prize for getting scoped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it must must be in that stage that he got scoped. I'd imagine. Is that the one where he's probably probably going to be? Uh, oh, shooting up. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The the sitting where you're shooting at the 150 meters. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, more How'd you go, Blair? Uh, you're not too bad. I um, we we ended up second in the course of the day, so we're pretty happy with that. Be happy with that. Yeah. On the on the PRS day. No, no, on the um Saturday. Oh, day. okay, cool, man. Really so, cool. I, so it just occurred to me. Someone I realised pointed this out, and we've had two people join in. So you need to introduce yourself, lads, because people listen to this as a podcast, and they don't get to see our smiley faces and our names underneath. So, Roger, yeah, say something, and where you're from. Ian. Ian, Ian, this is your Ian, Ian, Ian. This is Ian's voice, Hardy Rifle. And just add it in. Hello, David. Yes, I'm in. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave Van Fell, Rod and Rifle Magazine, Mountain State Council Firearms Instructor, and I freaking love hunting and fishing. That's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. And uh, hang on, was this? Your inaugural comp it was. or your inaugural South Island comp? Both. No, there's my first uh, first shooting comp out of the military. Yeah. Jesus. That, that was that was over. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. First, first long range competition, and then the Sunday was my first PRS. Yeah. And... Are you stuttering um, for me? Anybody else? Yeah. Um, no, there we go. I'm gonna sweat. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna sweet talk. <laughs> you know what it is? It's a free because I'm so I'm so addicted. I'm so addicted <laughs> to the sport, man. I was you yeah, you're addicted to the shooting. Yes. <laughs> Dude, you you're freezing, so we're getting like every couple of words, unfortunately. Got a big starter going on, David. Where's, has, you, must must be your internet connection. You're not in Papakura. You Jeff always had that problem in South Auckland with the um, slow internet connection. Um, give me a second. I'll try. I'll try turning <laughs> the internet off and on. It's all good, bro. All good. 
It's right, it happens. I don't yeah. know. Let's let's have a trouble getting in here. Maybe we've got a bad bad internet in New Zealand today. That's you know the guys that went through that um, sitting unsupported stage before us. They were both shooting uh, Tika Tech A ones, so they oh, yeah. uh, folded, folded their butt stocks out of the way and shot them like a pistol. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Not a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. And they they were they were pretty good actually. They got snuggled right down into the. Uh, into the crevice and yeah that, that worked really well for them so it wouldn't, I suppose, you wouldn't I suppose want to be it, bigger than a uh, a creed probably but no that's what i was going to say the 308s were still i mean the the taco one is not a light gun but yeah the 308 would still probably um yeah bark a little i guess yeah because yeah, they had the, uh, the bipod on their knees and then uh yeah just shooting it like a pistol yeah i have to try it with one of attacker i've got I think two in the safe at the moment. I might try that next week. <clears throat> I I've got a TRG. I could try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I'd really want to drop the client's TRG. Going, oh, it's just trying to shoot it with a folded stock to see if I can yeah. shoot it like a pistol. Just cause. It's just because because Blair. He said they're all doing now in South Island. It's the latest thing. It's That's how we do it. Yeah, it's how they do it. <laughs> Folding socks just means it's a pistol conversion. Yeah. <clears throat> Better not say that. We'll not that any no, I don't say that. Yeah. There yeah. <laughs> uh, we go. Let's try this again. Hopefully, David gets a little bit of a better connection this time. So, um, what were you and um, and what were you shooting, Ian? Uh, Dan and I. Yeah, we were shooting the um, six five PRCs. Yeah. Did you go with Hardy rifles this time, or was Dan shooting a Howler, or what? Yeah, we both had hybrids, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and funny enough, we both had night forces on them as well. You probably did funny. too, yeah. <laughs> you know, you look at that. Um, I didn't actually see your your guys' scores, Blair, but I mean, it's you know, it's a real thing. You need two consistent shooters. We were and within three points of each other. Okay, mm. yeah, yeah, and that's the yeah, same with Dan and I. We were like within four points of each other's yeah. score, which, as long as you can keep those scores up high, <laughs> it's um, you both you're need in, to you're in, you're, you know, you're in, you're in there. Both need to shoot consistently. Well, sorry, Ian, I kind of missed it because I was forming a terribly bad joke about what guns you were shooting. You were both you were shooting what a six six five PRC and different different cartridges. What you basically said though, yes. No, both 6.5 PRCs. Okay. So my next question then was, yes, advantages of both shooting the same cartridge? Same Um, data, same loads, I'm assuming? Massive, Ian. Absolutely massive. Yeah, data was really similar. Um, But in saying that, as long as you're running the both similar sort of scope system for spotting, it's not, you know, the end of the world. I suppose if you're calling a correction in mil MOA, then it's it just transfers regardless. If you're missing one, come over one mil is the same. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're shooting. Yeah. yeah. Me and um, my teammate Scott, he was um, shooting six five wisdom with a um, MOA scope, so I wasn't terribly <laughs> happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it worked out that like it, even even with his much better ballistics it worked out a clip was about the same as a clip 
and so we just talked and claps for one. Oh, yep. It was, it was close enough. Sure. I said, come over two claps. Even if he wasn't dialing for wind, he still knew what his what a click meant to him or two clicks. Okay. Um, and, um, it, it, it worked okay. Sure, uh, yeah. Not what I'd want to, want to do ideally, but um, it, yeah, it, it was close enough. And any time he shot, I, I pretty much shot first on just about all the stages. Um, but when he did shoot first and I got wind off him, it was not hard to figure out how much to add on to his windage to get a decent hit. Yeah, but still, uh, you, know, you really want to run the same system. And um, and Anthony Colley, I know you're probably listening, but when we start shooting teams, bro, it's all mills. <laughs> <laughs> but I see he's got a he's got a nice uh, mill scope sitting at work there, ready to go on his on his next build. So yeah, be good. A lot of people ask, like, do I go still go mill or MOA? And like, I'm like, well, I I go mill for everything I do because when I got into it, they were shooting mills, so I follow what they were shooting because it seemed easier to me. But then I always kind of say, if you've got a mate who you're going to be teaming up with or buddying with, just yeah. get the same as him. It's just easier unless you can convince him to change scopes. But really, yeah. um, if you're yeah. talking the same language, it's easy. Same it's as exactly. same as meters in yards. Same thing. You just need to have these conversations in front and. And the other one probably for a spotting side of things is are you calling a correction or are you telling me how far I missed it by? Yeah. Uh, and make sure you're calling to the center of the plate, not the edge of the plate. That's always another doozy. Yeah. I'd, I'd only met my teammate uh, for about five minutes before the match. And so did, we'd have, did you meet him on an app or something? You just swiped right into your phone. Uh, oh, six five wisdom. That looks appealing. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A new app for just Kerry, shooters and hunters. Kerry knows the link for that. Yeah, there was there was a running joke of yeah, <laughs> like grinder for backcountry hunters or something. Hookups in the backcountry. It's like I want to meet other hunters <laughs> so like, for, for hunting reasons and to you know share camping stuff. I mean, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not, not judging. Not judging. <laughs> we managed within within a couple of five minute phone calls and uh, and a little bit of time before the match, we managed to figure out a, a system and. Yeah, talk talk about center of plates only, and yeah, it was yeah a few key points that we both agreed on, and it worked out pretty well. I um, um from a beginner's perspective, eh, there's a lots of there's a lot of stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff to learn, and it does a lot of it doesn't really boil down to shooting at all. Actually, it boils down to preparation, uh, the right the right gear. Knowing your partner, having that communication, knowing your reads, that sort of thing. And of course, you have to shoot well. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm downplaying, but there's a lot of people there that could shoot and win on the day, and they're all great shooters. But it comes down to the little things that make you get that one or two shots here or there, where another yep. pair is, is is missing those shots. And if it comes down to the wire, um, those things really matter, right? Eh? They really matter. From a from a beginner looking into it, there's a lot to learn. Eh? I really enjoyed the PRS actually. To be honest, I freaking love that. That was uh, it's quite similar to some of the stuff you do in the military, and um, it's it's slick, it's fast. You're not overthinking it. You're not overthinking wind reads or anything. You just kind of when the clock starts, you just get into it. And uh, you know if you're in the zone and you're um, you know, if you if you if you understand what you're doing and you're able to flow with it and relax as well as be quick, um, 
it's like that clay tag. What do they say? Smooth is fast, and oh, I can't remember the term, but you, you guys will probably remember it. It's that kind of thing. Now you're trying to go fast, but you're not trying to flat. Once you start juggling magazines and bloody dropping stuff everywhere, I and mean, you just you're not in the right frame of mind, eh? And it gets that worse fun, very quicker man. from there. I'm about to blow ten grand on you, care. Just um, don't tell my <laughs> missus. Candice, you're not watching, are you? Uh, yeah, hang on. I'll just, just I'll just see if I can. Uh, 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 no, 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 don't. Nobody fix it. a link. We're <laughs> <So> good. <laughs> um, it's addictive. So, how was the because the the Saturday and Sunday was the the Saturday was what I suppose would be the traditionals, maybe not the right term, but what people would know as the mountain challenge, whereas the Sunday, which I've got to clarify something here. Everyone's calling it a PRS day. Was it a PRS day or was it a PRS style day? PRS being a copyrighted term, we probably need to start getting careful about talking about because of PRS is in New Zealand. It was a practical rifleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, just, I'm aware of this stuff. But yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So how, how was it different? Because we have primarily field shoots or field steel in New Zealand or practical, what you call practical rifle. When when someone says it was like a true PRS style event, how was it different from what people may be used to? No, uh, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified to talk about you go, Glenn. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd all, say it's a PRS style match. Yeah, shoot, shooting off tank traps and barricades and out of a um, out of a side by side and. Um, there was two prone stages on on uh, one with one on a KYL rack and one on a um, on a swinger, so it was a PRS style match. Yeah, shorter and faster. Yeah, shorter yeah. distances, faster, potentially yes. higher round count. Yeah, oh, I was it was yeah yeah some there was some eight round stages, eight and ten round stages. So so again for people for term of reference so over stateside you see a lot of these shoots are actually on pretty flat ranges so it's a difference the the props get a little bit more um inventive <laughs> and the distances might be a bit shorter but the time also then gets down i think a lot of the events you see over there the 90 seconds seems to be an average um stage time i think stateside for a lot of stages yeah. and that's fast for people to get 10 rounds off at a multiple yeah. targets without and, and moving to position and multiple yeah. positions and yeah, yeah. yeah we're about the same mate. most of it was 90 seconds i think one of guys yeah yeah i think there was one two minute stage i seem to remember but uh yeah, yeah. maybe i'm remembering it wrong no but that's that's where it comes down to and this is it becomes this is where there is a difference even equipment and stuff for the the two days you know if you're going to optimize rigs for particular days it's where things do get a little bit different weights Different different system. So, everyone who shot Saturday shot Sunday, or they were they were completely separate uh, events. Or? Mo mostly, yeah. most yeah, yeah. I, I got sucked into it, mate, because we've had so much fun on the Saturday. We weren't going to shoot Sunday, and uh, we shot the Saturday, and then Chris was like, "Oh, let's go see Quentin. We've got to shoot the Sunday." And I was like, "Right on, man. What do we have to do? Like, how much do we have to pay?" Yeah. And I was Give like, me another oh, fix. Oh, Give me another shirt. Give me another fix, bro. Need another yeah, literally, literally, it was a couple of crackheads. It was a couple <laughs> of crackheads like looking for a fix. Yeah. And and we were like, dude, we've got no. We haven't got enough ammo. We don't. We didn't bring enough ammo. Never an issue. And we don't, don't have that. another. We haven't got enough. What are we gonna do? And he, oh, mate. 
honestly, we pulled the 6.5. We were both shooting PRC. We pulled yeah. that. I ended up using the hybrid. This, and that's what it's so intimidating. I don't know enough. Honestly, the people there were amazing. They were so friendly. This uh, guy, Jack uh, Westlake, who ended up getting top individual, he just comes out of the woodwork and he's like, I've got a spare rifle and the memo you can use. And we're like, oh, that's amazing, guy. Well, that's absolutely amazing. And they're like, well, what can we, what can we give you? And he goes, no, I don't want anything. Yeah. If I come up north, take me for a seeker hunt or something. We're all like, oh, my God. You've got to love the guys. So, you got to love the guys. Sitting there thinking, oh, it's intimidating because there's a lot to know. The community's amazing. Oh, dude. And just wanting to just, just you know, I mean, they're closer to a new barrel, eh? And, um, no, just so friendly. If you're sitting there, like, I'd just, just go and get involved, eh? Get mm. some basic gear and get into it, man. The, the people there are super friendly. I think if you're if you're probably in the bottom two-thirds or you're new, they're quite happy to give you win reads and all that. But if it's Ian competing against his nemesis, I highly doubt they'll be giving each other <laughs> win reads or, or giving each other the correct win reads anyway. Uh, <laughs> win reads, they may not be right. Yeah, there's win reads, exactly. of course, yeah. yeah, yeah all right, yeah. how did you hold that one, Ian? Oh, it's way off. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, off to oh, left. Man, it's yeah. fish tailing. It's yeah. fish tailing. <laughs> oh, high, yeah, way left, way left. Oh, give it a six. Might be a good idea, yeah. but but I think good even people, the, even the guys people. up at that level all know that there's a point where yeah, of course we're actually going to be, we're it's still all super friendly, but we're now competing. Whereas all the guys who are getting into it, I think everybody wants someone to come back and get hooked like you obviously are, David, because yeah, it, it's yeah. how it grows, it's how it keeps going, you know. So yeah. so hang on, I'm just just to clarify. So are you saying he had a spear hybrid in the? No, sorry, not a spare hybrid. He had a. Right, okay. Um, it's all right. he, it, but it was a custom build as well. It was a custom build <laughs> 308 with all the dope all kitted out. It was amazing, man. Just gave him a just gave him a freaking box of a hundred of shells, hand loads. Yep. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable, man. I so what was I took his with me just in case with a hundred rounds as well, just in case someone needed one. Yeah. yeah. Good it was only good for a third of the population though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just started talking to Ian about a third of the population rifle issue challenge, which we might get into later as well. You know, um, what was the respective round counts on um, Saturday and Sunday? Do you know anyone? I thought the roughly. Was... Sorry, what? Each day was fifty. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's that's workable. Yeah. It was going to be slightly more for Sunday for the PRS, but he ended up dropping it down a little bit just to make it easier on. The... On people traveling and round counts and stuff. And talking people traveling, what was your mix? You had obviously locals there. Was it South Island, North Island? Yeah, there was. Um, guys headed out, it was a good so. bunch of North Island guys there, actually. Yeah, yeah, a lot. At least a dozen, I would have thought. Yeah, maybe could have could have even been a few more than that. Yeah, it was a yeah good bunch of North Island. Good. I feel like if I move when I move south in June, I feel like to fit in, I'm going to have to grow a mullet and maybe get a ginger beard. Eh? There's a, get a ginger beard. Definitely look to those South Island shooters. Eh? It revolves around either messy hair or a mull and uh, and the ginger beard. I don't know. Man. Great... I've, I've I've seen a, I've seen a few mullets up here in Auckland recently. I think we've got a little issue with the nationwide mullet mullet resurgence. 
oh, that'll be a beautiful day. I'll get behind that. I'll get behind that. We talked about rod and rope flesh. We talked about releasing instead of having a calendar at the end of the year with all like sort of stag porn on it and all that. No way, man. Mullet of the year. Just like the most beautiful flowing mullet up on the Kaimanoas or something, like the wind and everything. And the rain, it'd be cool. Mullets in the mist. At least your uh, mullet would be handy for wind reading. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It would, wouldn't it? Uh, (laughs) This is somebody noticed recently. They're like, oh, you've let your beard grow just back a little bit. You're growing the wind flag back, aren't you? I'm like... Yeah, I'm not, but yeah, yeah, that's that's it. It gets to a link now. It's like, oh yeah, you've gone from facial hair to wind flag. Oh, fantastic. That's good. So Very cool. and and this is a um Saturday, Sunday. Is there a way that you would optimize or change the guns you're using between the two days? Or the same gun is equally good on either day? Oh, it's real easy with a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> you set that one up for me. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it, it is. I didn't change calibers, but yeah. <laughs> I also but it would like, be um, if you chose to. <laughs> I also like the PRC, the 6.5 PRC. I only got that rifle, you know, three weeks ago, whatever it was. And it's, yeah. it seems like with the, with the moderator, it's, it's so easy to shoot. You can easily switch it towards PRS style. Uh, matches and um, and do the long range stuff as well. You're kind of in that. You're in a beautiful little middle zone, aren't you? Mm. You get away without all the recall, without the bang, without the need for blooming some Terminator bloody um, brake blowing stuff all over the place and freaking making dudes two pays freaking flick up like that. <laughs> um, you just yeah, it's real versatile, eh? Very versatile. You were, were you shooting the S20? Was that yes. right? Yes. How was that? Yes. And what what? stock because oh. i know it's switchable i i had the hunter stock on it yeah okay yep. so so uh you can get the precision one um or the hunter one it's still the same barrel it's not like a sporter barrel it's a little bit it must yeah. be somewhere in the middle there middle contour kind of barrel yeah um but it was amazing i absolutely loved it eh? um the rifle is easily easily capable of better shooting than, uh, than i am so well happy with it most most of our rifles are. That's the amazing thing. Ian might be the yeah. one exception. He, you know, because sometimes he's just pulling barrels out of uh, barrels out of barrels actually and slapping them on. But most of the time, I think same as all my guns. I think outshoot me. Except, well, no, all my guns outshoot me by a long shot. I've um, noticed on. Uh, oh, sorry, mate. Uh, I've on Sunday that I've shot the same <laughs> rifle for both days the last three years. Just the two yeah. for both days. And um, it's a it's a, it's a pretty good compromise. Mm. What is it, Blair? Two sixty rim. Oh, nice, classic. Would classic. would there be any difference? You say it's a good compromise. Would there be anything you would change to focus for one or the other? I mean, this is hyper hypothetical masturbation we're going down into here. But because you if know, I was going to build something for a Saturday specifically, it would be it'd be still a six five PRC or a Wisdom or a six five two eight four or something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Well, so, um, Ian so, works for Hardy, Blair. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to get together after this. Make some. <laughs> I don't know if you realise this or. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, I'm on commission. <laughs> yeah, I get a slice of the pie, man. <laughs> 
It's gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little pie once you get sliced up there, much, David. <laughs> One thing I did notice shooting the PRS on Sunday is that I did find it harder shooting my PRC when I've been shooting so much um, PRS with the six mil Creed. Yep. Uh, Even though I had a slightly softer load and lighter projectile because I didn't have enough stuff for my six Creed, um, I definitely couldn't spot some of my impacts. Right. And some of my misses just because the you know the rifle was just bucking that bit more. Sure. Uh, so your, uh, your shelf behind you is looking position. a little emptier than normal. I have noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Don't look <laughs> under the bench. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's pretty awkward guys, positions. There's been a heap of heap of ADIs just coming. Did you guys I get know. some? I know. You guys all got some? I freaking well, maxed waiting, out eight. I'm waiting for my back order to come in, but I don't know if I got on the first one. Nothing, oh, you got a thing down here, in there, right? I've got a source. I've got a I've got a secret stash source up here. So, um, yeah. So the six five PRC, I think that would be the thing. I mean, the the bigger, what was the sorry, what was the max distance or average distance for the Sunday? Uh, probably six seven hundred. Oh, okay. So it's still out there. It's, it's yeah, it's still out there. I think um, we were a lot of stuff around that sort of. Four to six hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had some seven, just over seven hundred meter, a few long takes around that seven hundred. Yeah, there was a whole whole stack at about seven fifty yards. So with with the barricades in the position maybe slightly less stable on the Sunday, then yes. Yeah. yeah. Which wouldn't then yes, if you've got a heavier gun with less recoil full stop, then yeah, your follow-up shots are was it was it speed of follow-up shot or was it really just seeing where the corrections you were needing to make based on that first or the, the second shot? Spotting. Seeing, yeah, see, seeing where you went, that was the thing. Yeah. Or seeing what side of the plate you hit, you know. Yeah. Um, and with the PRC, I couldn't see shit. And it wasn't all the PRC's fault. I was pretty dusty from a, from a night before that we weren't going to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, was there iguana wrestling or guana wrestling or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> and we'd introduce David into it. Were you involved? Was it Dave? Was this something of if your? If I missed out on that, if I missed out on some guyana wrestling, I'm freaking ripped. <laughs> I'm freaking ripped. I need to. Come on, man. What do I have to do before I'm in with the cool kids? Come on, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. So that was um, that wasn't helping. I was uh, I was I was pretty hungover, and a few of the guys that were shooting in my squad with me, they were the reason. And um, <laughs> yeah, enough, enough said. But anyway, I managed to just fucking pull it off, even though I was a, I was a bit of a shambles. But was, yeah, I think I was lucky in the end. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ian, what's the key to those? Honestly, mate, one I, I shot four rounds really well. I was really happy with it. Uh, the first four, one to four, and then I got onto the spinners, and I freaking completely <laughs> stuffed it. Never shot those targets before. I had no idea. I hit the first one. And it spun the thing really hard. And then I looked at the ref and I was like, it's still spinning. And he's like, yeah, it's yep. called a spinner, you knobhead. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, literally. Like, I was like, well, I thought it was going to stop. And then I was going to spin, stop. I'll shoot again, spin, stop, shoot. No, 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 no. The freaking thing's going like this. And uh, I think I got two out of 10. That just really knocked me out. Eh? I, didn't, I didn't understand. Yeah, I didn't, didn't do well at that. Got any tips for a new? Yeah, it's just timing. You've got to shoot that. Obviously, that first shot's going to get it get it rolling. 
um, quite badly, and especially with like a PRC. You know, and you look at the six mils hitting it, and, and it wasn't spinning nowhere near as hard. Um, but then it's that, and obviously your next shot, your second shot's a hard one on the small part of the spinner. Yeah. And it's just timing it coming back to hit it and sort of basically try and stop it. Is it, are you, how far are you, uh, when you're shooting at it, is it still kind of up here rolling? Is it still kind of rolling back towards you? Or is it almost at the bottom of its swing when you sort of fire? Like yeah. what's the kind of, it'd be about, I didn't get the time, it's a timing, eh? It's, it's, it's all gone. timing. Yeah, you've got to shoot it when it's about halfway to flat to vertical. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, halfway back towards you, you've got to you've got to hit it then. And by the time the bullet gets there, it's it's getting close to getting flat. And then I saw a lot of guys going missing because they were trying to shoot too late or too early. Yeah, and, uh, especially on the small part of the spinner because that was pretty small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I put one straight over the top of the small spinner because. I thought it was coming towards me, but it was actually going away. And it was yeah, that was the same thing, eh? Yeah. Did the sex exactly the same thing? It just looked like it was actually coming towards you. It was actually going away. Yeah. So with that spinner setup, you weren't trying to spin it. You were trying to hit targets, and the spin was actually a, yeah. the pain rather than the. Uh, I think the, that what was. We had a what it was was start and prone, and you had a minute to hit it with ten rounds. Okay. And so I know most of our squad, we we were done within our 10 rounds within 30 to 40 seconds, mostly. Um, there was a few guys that took as much time as they could. Um, but yeah, gen generally, once you could get the timing right and hit and stop, hit and stop, um, then you, you just carried on through and you were done pretty quickly. But if you, uh, if you hit it twice on the wrong timing, then trying to wait for it to stop, it took off. Uh, if you hit it twice on the fly and it was getting near horizontal, it would be a good 10 or 15 seconds before it would get anywhere near slow if you were, if, if you were going to wait for it to slow down. So, yeah. It was tricky, eh? That was tricky. So no, no points for spinning the spinner? No. No, okay. So, no, yeah, just, you, didn't, you didn't want it moving. That's the, the tricky bit. Because you get you the same... Oh, you had to alternate. Oh, okay, gotcha. Alternate, top to bottom each time. Yeah, missile hit, you had to alternate. Ah, okay. Because you, you find what you see with these, a lot of these stages now is a lot of the targets themselves may be, a, you'll see a spinner or you'll see a know your limit rack or you'll see the swinger, but the different way that a match director will require you to score it or shoot it gives you quite a bit of variety, even with the same target, which is a cool part of it. And then the crazy... Match directors are trying to figure out new ways of scoring it to really just twist you up into a mess, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the know your limits rack was a bit like that. So it was a it was a genuine know your limits stage. So if you miss, you went back to the start. Um, yep. But I think the scoring was two, four, six, eight, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. four, yeah. six. 16 yeah yeah so uh, and uh the difference in size from four to five was reasonably significant but tempting enough unfortunately <laughs> yeah i got my first my first four on perfect center plate all four couldn't have been better and it was like going into the stage i'm just going to double tap four that's all I'm going to do. You could, because you could, 
stop oh. whatever target you wanted and get five scoring shots. So you could go one, two, three, four, yep. four again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to do. That's what I was going to do. And all the <laughs> way you up told until, yourself you were going to do. Yeah, all the way up until I got on top and <laughs> about to fire. And I was like, I could just hear the guys in the squad just calling me a pussy. These four shots were perfect. Oh, I might as well yeah. go for it. I've got, I've got another. What, I've, I've got another. What could go wrong? Case. Yeah. It's like worst thing could happen. I could miss, and then I'll just have to go through it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I missed. Had to go back to the start. Got to three. Went for no. Got got to three. Missed the third target. Back to the start again. Got to two. Missed, and then had to get two points for the stage. Yeah. Because you get a lot of guys get flustered because the they're back and then like you say then suddenly we've shot now my shooting's going it's how is my shooting getting worse because oh, yeah. now you're panicking now you're flustered now you're <laughs> so that was that was the beginning of the end for me it just got worse <laughs> and worse as the day went on for that <laughs> well that makes that makes sense now I wonder I wonder what happened <laughs> yeah yeah all went well, down. It was, it was like one of those one of those moments. Oh, it can't get any worse. Well, yeah, yeah, it can. It always can. <laughs> but like David said, it's not all about the shooting. A lot of it comes down to your mental, your headspace, and how you basically how you do under pressure, how you react under pressure. How do you get flustered? Do you forget your game? Do you forget your game plan? Um, I the last time I shot it at um Tarata, we had a um yeah, it was a know your limits. So for people listening, the difference between know your limits and find your limits. Uh, know your limits normally if you miss a target you have to go back and start again whereas a find your limits lets you carry on shooting through normally some variation on that um find your limits is the easier version because you don't get penalized as bad but yeah it was a know your limits and did the same thing got onto that last target missed but i think i was just in the right frame of mind that i went right i need to put the foot onto the pedal but there's no point me getting flustered and did and shot as well as I have for a long time and just went through, didn't get the small target. I stopped, but um, nailed the first four and probably a shooting feat. I wouldn't be able to repeat the rate I actually shot him at enough of the guys like, Holy shit. All right. It was just a zone moment, but I've also had the opposite where you go back and suddenly you can't even hit that first fricking target, which was huge a moment ago. It suddenly got very small. Happens both ways. I, uh, I floated two alternative names for that stage. One was, uh, <laughs> My one was Hero or Zero. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the yeah. other one was The Gambler, which uh, Josh, uh, one of the guys in the squad, came up with. I think those are pretty apt. But I got on that little roof and I had the metal spikes on and I could not get stable A. Like, it's just a little thing. It's just one of those little gear things. But you either want to put your rubber uh, rubber stoppers on your bipod legs mm. for a corrugated iron roof or you want to uh, use the sandbag, perhaps, to kind of, create some sort of um, you, had, you had spikes on it yeah i had spikes up and just dump it down <laughs> yeah, the, just smashed, yeah. the, oh, the yeah. owner of the prop doesn't appreciate it but you get a good grip that way <laughs> i used the skin bag i had to use the skin bag because yeah. my rifle was sliding all over the place with the spikes yeah yeah, yeah that's what mine did yeah. but yeah truthfully yes no spikes is probably not good it's going to be one because oh, he was you were saying on the rooftop i was like it'd be wood wouldn't it but yeah corrugated iron's just mean that's yeah. a yeah Last year when we shot off there for that stage, there was uh, carpet on top. Okay. Yeah, it was it was good, but yeah, get up there and there's nothing. It's like oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
because you also weren't allowed to have a look either. Also good for fronts and bonnets where you're watching a guy who hasn't registered that he has spikes on his bike on is about to dump it on some other guy's bonnet. You're like, uh, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so any there. other... Sorry, Ian, you? Have you seen the bonnet of my truck then? Uh, no, no. <laughs> is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a lot of scratching on that, and that's all from steel-feated bipods on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know, only a truck. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, any any particularly crazy props or target arrays or anything? People didn't like the um, the wire reel. What's what's the what's the thing? The round thing called? Yeah. The cable spool. Yeah, yeah, people didn't like it, but I love that. I freaking love that stage. I don't know what it was. That that doesn't feel hard to me. That's like feels it feels familiar. Um, what what the was know the your limits of fire? In the spinner were harder. What was the course of fire for the cable reel? So for the for the cable reel, it was standing vertically, kind yep. of mostly towards the target. It was a little bit off center of the target, and you had to shoot one round off the side. Not not off not off the top off the vertical side, then one on the inside vertical, one from the top of the um, the drum, one from the right hand inside, and then one from underneath. Okay. So when you were on the on the sides, you weren't you weren't allowed to have anything over the the top of the um, the reel. It had to be on the side. So you could, you when could, you were on the sides, you might have seen me. You might have drawn me a photo of that one. So you couldn't support it on top of the the you on no, the side. So you're pushed onto the. Oh, you, you had to lean against the side. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, like you're against the wall. Sort of uh, yeah. Okay. I got you. Basically using it as a wall. Yeah. Yeah. So you could you could rest your arm. Yeah. Over, okay. Over the edge of it, as long as your rifle was on the on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had I had a couple of interesting conversations with the. RO and my squad. I was asking the RO questions about what could you do and what couldn't you do, and yeah. Wad was giving me shit about asking too many questions, and and I got flustered and uh, stuffed the whole thing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think it's one of those ones where yeah, you would be kind of looking, going what, how, yeah. How'd you play? How'd you play that one in off the side of a what's the off the side of the reel? Yeah, you're supporting on the side. What are you? Oh, I just had a bipod leg sort of sticking out. Yeah. But I didn't lock the locker on the on the bipod, so I just spun out of the way. So in the end, the side of the rifle was sort of against the side of the reel between yeah. the so um but I did yeah, in the in the end I had a quite a cunning plan and then I hadn't locked the bipod and it just spun <laughs> out of the way and I was and I was underway, so it was yeah, just got into it, and I and I made it. I made it work. I managed to clean it without my plan, but oh, I had a plan, but you know, wasn't a hundred percent plan. But so, I still, so made you, it, still made it work. Yeah, you clear stages even with the admin errors that like crush it, us mere mortals. There's, there's no hope for us, eh? There's no hope for us. <laughs> oh man, there's more training, more practice. You get there, man. I'm come from freaking. Thank Call me you. an optimist, day, but I, I'm freaking raring to go, eh? Uh, yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, yes, so good. So, yeah, well, so what's the plan? Obviously, David, shoot more, practice more, get along to the next one. Yeah, so um, I'm going to have that would you do? What would you do different? How, how's okay. that, rephrasing? 
well, it's a simple one. First thing was when I zeroed, I zeroed that S20 with the SIG uh, Tango 4 on it. Yeah. And I zeroed, and it's got four rotations of five mils each. Yeah. And so I zeroed it, and I was on the fourth bloody rotation out. Up, so I had 4.6 mils of elevation on my elevation dial, and that was it. There was no way to, oh. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so when I did the first, when I did the first long range shoot, I was dialing 4.6, and then I was holding maybe four on the rest. Four. Yeah. yeah, and that's just not on because there's no, there was no windage down at that. Down so at that you, you zeroed at 100 meters? No, I zeroed at 200, 200 ah, meters okay. to try and kind of max it out a little bit as well, get as much as I could out of it. Uh, well, we'll have it. So you, you want to. Uh, okay, so S20, is that a fixed pick rail on top? It is, yeah, I know it is. And it is, is it a zero so NOA like the TACO ones? Um, I'm not sure. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it must be zero. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. So, I sperm out. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly, which is what I've ordered. And, and so, so that's an easy one. Yeah, Second yeah. one is um, it, but the, the communication between me and my partner. Uh, it was there was things where we were yelling each other more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there, was, there was uh, there were times where there were times when the communication we had actually flustered the other yeah. person by what we were saying, and then we weren't communicating properly. Just for you know, just just practice and getting getting used to to shooting with someone. Um, and then the last thing for the for the Sunday match, which as we were the, the PRS style, it's it's kit and equipment. You, like there's definite types of bag, front bag or rear bag that you can carry. And I saw people and they are the difference between a one or two on a stage or a four and a five. Um, so it's getting all that kit there. Um, the shooting side of it, I reckon probably, I don't know what you guys think, but I reckon 30 or 40% of the shooters there probably are able to shoot good enough to win the comp. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all able to, they're all up in that top bit, but, the differences over the gear, mindset, practice beforehand, hangover. I don't know, but it's all the you know, it's all those little things. But I, I I'm I'm gonna throw it out there, Ian. I reckon you've got a theoretical crosshair on you on your back there, mate. It might not be next year. It might not be next year, buddy. Oh, God. I'm freaking I'm gonna freaking take you clean out, man. And, uh, <laughs> we need a timestamp this. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah, 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 yeah do it, do it. Out. Okay, just, give uh, me um <coughs> I think next year would be too early, but the year after that, I reckon I'm definite top three. Absolute. I'm going to throw it out what there. What you're saying is it's on, bitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's always on. <laughs> Just don't listen to the win reads that I give you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lads, Blair, you, anything? Yep. I, um, I, I, unfortunately, I come away from the weekend feeling like it was a massive disappointment. Oh, even though, even though sure. I got taken on Saturday, yes, yeah. I just did so shit on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> and what do you put that down to? Was it just headspace or gear failure or what? Oh no, no, no! It was it was all me. No, my gear, my gear was awesome all weekend. Yeah, uh, but no, it was all me. Just things didn't go right mid stage, or something went wrong after the first round, or. Something didn't go to plan like I thought it would, and I didn't change plan fast enough, or I yeah. tried to shoot through it like I commonly do. And I know I do it. I'll go. I'll like on the um, side by side. Got into the side by side, put the rifle on the on the cushion that was on the bonnet, 
and it was like this stupid cushion about this and it just the <laughs> rifle was bouncing and it was awful and it's like i thought we had to shoot off it because i had spikes on the bipod and there was no way it was going to happen and so then i realized that we didn't have to and so changed plan and it was a million times better but it was i'd already fired a couple of rounds and yeah it was yeah just not getting enough information going into the stages and um yeah just not changing not changing plans quick enough when it's not going right do you think your uh second place um position on the saturday completely you... blew everything out for sunday well, yeah meaning that you're not cocky is maybe not the right term but you're like oh i just now you know or no you just set it aside right separate day separate separate go yeah yeah yep. no, it was it was just completely separate like i i had my first stage was the swinger target and i always do reasonably well on that i honestly expected to hit all 10 yeah i dropped two which i was pretty disappointed with and like i knew i knew coming out of it it wasn't really that bad but i was still pretty hard on myself and then when I dropped the fifth shot on the on the on the um, KYL rack, then yeah, I, I was starting to put pressure on myself and panic yeah. a little bit, and yeah, just everything went downhill from there. So five five minutes of mindfulness between each stage is probably your prescription. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but I mean, other than that, everything everything else was good. Like other other plans that worked well, um, and other plans that didn't work quite work quite so well. On the um, on the tank track stage, I had a bit of a meltdown because um, they um, there was the you had to shoot from four positions that were painted pink, and um, so I shot first position, got into the second position on the on the big pink spot, and he's like, "Oh no, you can't shoot from there." And I was like, "What do you mean? It's a pink spot. I'm shooting from here." He's like, "No, but that's not the pink spot you're allowed to shoot from." And so I obviously wasn't listening well at the briefing and. There was there was five or six pink spots, but there was only four of them that you're allowed to shoot from. You just and you're giving that, me so much material tonight, Blair, but I'm just not quick enough to come back with responses. I'm sorry. You got it. You got to pick <laughs> the right pink bit. Not yeah, yeah, it's, it's something there. I just haven't got it. Anyway, <laughs> so um, that, that, and that really stuffed me up. And yeah, um, uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't ideal. I obviously wasn't listening prop properly at the briefing, um, and or watching where, where he was pointing. I, I saw a pink, I saw the pink spray paint and put my bag on there and tried to shoot. Was, yeah. And, yeah. But you, you notice it in shoots if you're with a squad of guys, whether it's like shoots down there where you've got an arrow explaining the stages or you're all reading the stage, so that there you have a couple of people who are there and I always make a point of talking to another uh, squad member and going, I understand it like this. How do you understand it? So you've got, you're in the head. And then you've got the other guy still faffing around in his bag trying to find the muesli bar or his next ammo or something. So when he comes up to the line, he's kind of like, what am I doing? And unsurprisingly, there's normally a different result between those two two people, you know? Um, but it also depends. If you're there for fun and you generally want to know where your muesli bar is because you're getting hangry, then then you need to get that muesli bar. <laughs> or you need to get, get more hydration, which was probably the case with Ian, looking for hydration and Panadol probably in his bag. That was a segue to you, Ian. So how was yeah? yeah. You <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, um, not not yeah, nothing really changed for me for the for the for the whole event really, apart from the PRS day, and that's like I was hungover and I was 
and I did the first four stages and dropped three shots in the first four stages. I thought, shit, I'm in this. I'm mm. I'm in this, you know, two stages to go that the two barricade type stages, which I'm normally reasonably good at. And I barely shot 50% on those last two stages because I was just freaking my brain was scrambled by then. I was just hung over and just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. But um, but anyway, it was in the end it was enough, and I was super surprised when they said that that was the highest score, but um, yeah, lucky, lucky. I think very lucky. Yeah, I was lucky on Saturday too. It was all luck. There was, there was no skill or preparation. It was <laughs> there was seriously no hope. But David's got you in a couple of years, so you better, as he said, chopping off the last of the bottle of vodka. I've been watching you, Ian. I've been watching you. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, if I have to spike his drink, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. it'll all be fair. It's, Unfortunately, dirty, it, looks like spi- dirty, yeah. it looks like spiking his drink doesn't help, but he seems to shoot pretty well with me. <laughs> He's a machine, yeah. Well, yeah what, a machine. Oh, what's his weak spot? What's yeah. his weak spot? <laughs> we'll find mm. We might have to get devious with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not It's not wine and beer made woman, wine. What's the other one? Yeah, we'll find it. Iguana, it's the iguana wrestling or something. Iguana wrestling. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Oh, hey, God. Jerry, you need to get down to that mountain challenge, mate. That, I that know, is, I know. Oh, my God, I, mate. I am, making, I am making changes in my life, uh, David, so there will be, yeah. You need to start yeah. by getting out of Auckland, mate. You need to start with the very best decision you can make. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, you can't live on this yacht racing bloody malarkey <clears throat> forever, man. That, that's going to die yeah, down and it's going to go. I know, apparently, apparently there was a yacht race up here over the last yeah, yeah, um, couple yeah, of weeks. Apparently. apparently. <laughs> I accidentally, I went, I went, sorry, sideline, I went fishing with my little girl on the weekend and we got up and went out and there was heaps of traffic. I'm like, why is there all this traffic out there? And we went out to the end of the wharf and we're fishing and then, Five people run past the wharf, and then a couple of thousand people ran past the back of the wharf because we'd set up right in the middle of the Auckland Half Marathon. And because I don't follow anything, I didn't know this. So there's like, what are they doing? Oh, there's more. There's there's a lot of people running by the wharf. So just fishing, watching them go by. So it's a good day. So yeah, but no, our plans are afoot to get down. So yeah, um, yeah, lower north and and south as well. So there we go. Good man. Yes. So uh, I think I've got room possibly, I mean, I'll talk with Quentin about it more over the next couple of months, but I think now with the the way it was organised this year, there's possibly room to add more squads. You could probably have 60 teams on the hill, which is, it's 120 shooters, it's a big deal, but mm. um, 42 teams up there this year and rent pretty smooth compared to how it's been in the past and a little bit more fine tuning, man. You could put sixty teams on the hill to get more people in because it's it's a freaking big event. A lot of people can't get in because it's sold yep. out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this comes out within a day. <coughs> Is there anything that doesn't with, within reason these days? That's the, yeah, that's the thing, man. Yeah, they're all they all are, but but that's that's good. But yeah, it's a, that's the balance of um, yeah, more more physically more, but it's not. It's not just the case of selling more tickets and having more people on there. There's a lot more logistics of just that amount of people in the space. Even shooting aside, man, it's just like figuring out there's 120 people floating around. How the hell do we manage that? It's a it's a it's an event. <clears throat> so awesome. Well, good. 
All right. So what do we got coming up, lads? What's the uh, on the horizon? Uh, Alpine long range shoot in Reefton in three weeks. Two three weeks, weeks, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an, another big one for down here in South Island. Uh, yeah. Got, uh, got some new stages as well, so that'll be cool. The Remarkables thing is that a, is that a thing? Chris said he's entering us into the Remarkables thing, whatever that is. Yeah, is it in August? August. Yeah, it's a couple of matches away. Yeah, it's an yeah. August. So, um, and that's a PRS style and style match as well. That that one. Oh, there's also a um, on the day before there's a 1200 meter long range sort of challenge as well. Yeah, so um, that's a pretty that's a pretty big. That'll be a big match this year. Um, after you know, last year we were the primary sponsors with Night Force for it, and that was sort of the um, sort of testing ground for it. With I think we had forty eight shooters or something. Yeah. Um, whereas now you know we can probably hit hit that up to probably close to easily sixty, maybe you know maybe seventy shooters. Yeah, sixty um, on this year's one. So yeah. After um after the Reefton shoot is the fifteenth and sixteenth of May is the Boundary Creek uh, match in Omaru. So that's another PRS style match. You got the list in front of you, don't don't you, Blair? Yeah. Just run through them quickly, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> April 9th, April 9th to eleventh is uh, Alpine Long Range in Reefton. Then the May the first and second is Precision Shooter twenty two match. Right. I haven't cancelled it yet. I'll put it that way, but we probably need to figure out some course of fire. But yeah. 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 I know I know a guy that can hook you up. <laughs> I know uh, a few. May, know May a few. 15th and 16th is Boundary Creek Precision Match in Omaru. Uh, June 12th, uh, GPRE Practical 22 Match. Mm -hmm. uh, July 2nd to 4th is Hamner Practical Rifle Match. So that's um, the guys from the Alpine Long Range. They're um, doing a practical style so it's not a prs style it's a practical rifle match so it's uh it's a field shoot so it's going to be shooting off trees and and tires and hay bales and farmers daughters and all sorts of things <laughs> and then uh our next next big one after that is july 31st is sparrowhawks teams match so that's uh, another another team match and he always Ooh. comes up with some weird and wonderful combinations of uh shooting events for that so that's locked in is that locked in for july 31st because last i saw was to be announced so no. yeah it's july july 31st and then on the um august the first we're doing a uh, rimfire match on the sunday okay so team, you know you've locked it in or you're just forcing them into a <laughs> it is locked in right now yeah as of now hurry as up now, it's locked in yeah surprise no, I've, there is there is this uh, flyer that's been floating around. I'll post it up um, again for anyone else that wants to see it. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'll add those suckers in. Yep, it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> you can come down for the teams in the 22 match then. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, um, that is definitely the plan. Yep. Good. I could do July. I definitely could do that. I need to get down and see the Sparrowhawk boys as well, actually. Yeah. Good guys. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so the team, team's match is on the uh, Saturday and then the Section 22 Rimfire match on Sunday. So, oh, okay. and, and obviously, if you're after the Iguana Guana wrestling, then Sam is your Saturday man. night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
we might we might even have to have a um, iguana wrestling on on Sunday afternoon for for extra bonus points. It's going to be yeah, yeah, in, in between stages, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get the between rate. stages. Yeah, <laughs> part of the stage. Yeah. So. All right, lads. Uh, awesome. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, for the people listening in, um, whether it's live or on the podcast as well, thank you for listening in. Uh, subscribe, like, share, do all those things you should do. Um, we've got the shoot coming up. I'm, as you might see, if you're looking on the Precision Shooter site, I am actually backing off on my setups and my Tuesday tune-ups. There's a few changes uh, happening, which hopefully means I get to shoot more, ironically. Um but yeah, other than that, go check it out. Uh, I do need to plug anyone uh, who's got raw plans. Incidentally, David, you must do, surely. Yeah, look, I'm. Does it said, I'm, Well, I'm heading. I'm heading down. I'm heading down. I'm moving <laughs> south in June, right? So yep. I've got all these spots that I got up here, and there's two big stags that I've been chasing, and ah. I want to get in there and have a good crack at them. One will be getting on now. Actually, I haven't seen it in a year and a half, but. Um, because when I go down south, I'm going to hand these spots over to my mates because there's no right. point keeping these spots to myself. Someone else might as well get the benefit. But I'm still going to go in there this way. I'm <laughs> still going to get those two. It. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to clean, <laughs> clean them out. But um, So, yeah, no, I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing anything flash. I'm, um, I'm going to do my normal Tongarero, Kaimanoa sort of hunts. Yep. And, uh, yeah, just just yeah, keep it simple, man. Some nice fly camps and, yeah, a bit of weekend hunting. That's me. <laughs> Well, I've got got dates lined up. I might, I'm going to try and sneak out. I might even try and get out before the raw, to be honest, and go out a week or two when there's less people around and just a little bit quieter. Um, yeah. And then obviously up here, there's a few places I can go private as well. And um, lining up some uh, some pest control deer hunting actually as well is the other thing. So that could be the thing. So, Blair, I've never really asked Ian Blair. Do you actually hunt much, or is it more comp shooting? Must be. No, mate, I do a shitload of hunting. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ian was a hunter. You were a hunter first, weren't you? First, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And to be fair, my, my hunting suffered a wee bit this year with the amount of comps that are going on, but um, I've, I've got a fair bit of stuff lined up, and um, for me, I've got some really good handy raw spots where I can just do an overnighter or I can just do a day. I can do a day hunt from home. Um. And I'm lucky enough, I've got a couple of good spots in the South Island, some private spots that I just can't get to this year. And, and the good buggers down there say, sweet as, we'll just catch you next year or when you come down in the winter or whatever. So, yeah, pretty lucky, really. Mm. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done hunting the last couple of years, just been too busy doing racing and, and shooting cars. Yeah. Kids and stuff, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, hopefully I'll get out and do a weekend or two. I uh, normally normally do a good weekend over New Year's and stuff, but yeah, don't do too much during the raw usually. It's all good. So I've got article. When's the next rod and rifle out? Uh, so we've got we're just uh, finalising your last one that you did in, and then your last one needs to be in in about three to four weeks. I think it is made off the top <laughs> of my head. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm just getting. Which is uh, ironically the last year of this. So I've been doing it. If people aren't aware, I've been doing a series on the seven rules. So six is done. So that that's the next one that's published, isn't it? Which is obviously yes. to do with the storage, which has been an interesting one and relevant, I think, to guys who are going for a hunt in the bush is to 
just think about how we're transporting our guns down there. Think what we're doing with them when we're actually out at a hut or out at a bush, or there's a few, you know, things to think about. Um, and yeah, and then the last one, which will be the uh, obviously alcohol and drugs, which will be, that'll be a starting point, but there's a few other things that have actually, that are relevant to that in regards to just state of mind. You know, it's been a weird year or two for people. So um, we're all, keen as hell and keen as mustard to get out but just keep it under control and go there's lots of people keen to get out this year so we're not alone i think is a big thing to have in the back of our heads we're not actually alone out there yeah. so yeah so it's all cool and then last thing i'm going to do is give the lads my nice nice shirt over here my radix nutrition yeah, we did notice. notice you did notice it yeah yeah right. so yeah, I, I thought it's all, I, they only sent the shirt up. I thought, have they done that intentionally to get it on here? Maybe they have. Anyway, so um, if <laughs> if people are interested in um, freeze-dried and what I'm going to say is pretty much the pinnacle of freeze-dried technology in the country, uh, go on to Radix site, use RAW2021 as a coupon, and you get a discount. And we actually basically, to be blunt, we get a kickback, which supports this supports the bloke, supports precision shooter and everything like that to keep us going. So well worth trying out. Um, if you forget what that coupon was, hit me up and I will tell you, but it's on the page as well. Right. Thank you very much, Bye. lads. I'll see you all next week. Cheers, guys. Yep. Awesome, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Please, if you enjoyed it, make sure you're subscribed either by your podcast app of choice or by heading on to precisionshooter.co.nz and subscribing. Even better, if you want, you can support us directly by joining up, which also gets you access to all the articles and members-only content not only on Precision Shooter, but also the bloke.co.nz. Thanks again for listening in, and uh, until next time, have a good one.